on the illustrator, there should be coming up some images of Mary, who we are going to begin with. Mary, the mother of Jesus. I know, I know it's not quite the season of Advent and that typically we talk about the mother of God incarnate with church Christmas pageants and peanuts cartoons and manger scenes where we paint this image of Mary as docile, serene, calm, and a prayerful presence. But yet there's a boldness about Mary, there's a bravery about Mary that is often overlooked. This young woman who was scandalously pregnant in a society where, all, where that could have been a death sentence instead turns to proclamation through the beautiful words of the Magnificat, or Mary's song. The words of which pull from the tradition of other proclamations made by bold and brave women in the Bible, but especially from Hannah's song for when she found out that she was pregnant with the prophet Samuel. To show you what I mean, we're going to do something a little different today and join in singing verse 1 of the hymn, The Canticle of the Turning. And because through art, uh, through music and visual art can sometimes speak to us more than hearing words, on the illustrator there will be an image of Mary that brings the words of this lyric to life. So we turn to page 6 and sing verse 1 of Canticle of the Turning. one of my favorite hymns to sing, not only because it's set to a sea shanty tune, and who doesn't love a good sea shanty every now and again, but also because the lyrics are based upon the words of the Magnificat, or Mary's song. Of course, it's not the only hymn to do this. Many hymns that we sing pull lyrics directly from scripture, but you might have noticed that we aren't reading our first reading today, and that's because we're singing this hymn and joining together with Mary in song to not only proclaim these brave and bold words, but to also keep them in the background while we dive into our gospel text for today. But before we get there, let's continue with our proclamation hymn. However, we're going to skip over verse 2 for a second and take a look at verse 3. So I want you to find a writing utensil, be it a highlighter, a pen, a pencil, there should be one in your pew, 
and pull it out, underline or circle or highlight that first sentence which goes from the halls of power to the fortress tower, not a stone will be left on stone. Again, from the halls of power to the fortress tower, not a stone will be left on stone. Put a pin in that sentence as we join in singing verse 3 of Canticle of the Turning. And again, there'll be an image of Mary on the illustrator to kind of highlight the vibe of this verse. and pull in the words of this song. There's a pull of celebrating all of the amazing things that God has done in our lives and a push towards what God is going to do in the future. But there's always also a push and a pull in the flipping of the script and those who are in power are pulled from the thrones while those who are powerless are lifted up and blessed. It's this push against status norms and this pull into something new that we are paying attention to. With this in mind, in that sentence that I had you highlight, underline, or circle, let us hear today's gospel reading from Luke 21, brought to us by Beckett. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and prosecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify, so make up your minds not to prepare your defenses in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. 
Okay, okay, okay. Before you jump to thoughts of an epic, cinematic, Hollywood, apocalyptic, end time hellscape, let's put this gospel text in a little a gospel text into a context. I want you to imagine the most awe-inspiring, beautiful building that you've ever seen, or maybe you've even been to. Maybe it was one of the wonders of the world, the Taj Mahal or the Colosseum. Maybe it was a church like St. Peter's Basilica, Notre Dame, or another massive cathedral. The Jerusalem Temple of Jesus' time was like one of these buildings. Historians write that it occupied a platform twice as large as the Roman Forum and four times as large as the Athenian Acropolis. And it was reportedly covered with so much gold that anyone who gazed at the walls in the bright sunlight risked blinding themselves. In other words, you were not going to miss seeing this building. And just as we might look upon with wonder any of the buildings that I listed before, it's a no wonder that people were gobsmacked by this building. But Jesus is calling us to look upon the temple and see something different. Yes, it is true this text for today is an apocalyptic text, but friends, apocalypse is not synonymous with death and destruction. Oh no, apocalypse actually means an unveiling or revealing of something that was not seen. In some cases, such as this text, there is destruction in order to make room for something new. Just as we know that Jesus needed to be crucified on Good Friday in order for there to be a resurrection on Easter morning. And it's in this something new, this resurrection piece, that Jesus is calling us to see. Jesus is inviting the disciples and us to look beyond the grandeur of the temple and recognize that God is not bound by human-made structures, by mortar and stone. God is not contained only in places decorated with precious metals and jewels. God is beyond our buildings, our institutions, our mission statements, our strategic plans, and yet God is also in and among them as we, the people of God, gather together in the life of faith that God is calling us to. In other words, as we live into what Mary, the mother of Jesus, was proclaiming in her song, as we live into the inbreaking kingdom of God. But friends, remember what I said before, that this is an apocalyptic text, and so centering ourselves into this invitation from Jesus to see what is being unveiled, I wonder what would happen if we rethought our ideas and images around the kingdom of God. In theological circles, there is an idea spreading that we should drop the G in kingdom so that we would be left with the word kingdom instead. On the front of your bulletin, it's written out in case you need a visual. The thought is that where the word kingdom brings up images of castles and beautifully decorated rooms and monarchs sitting in ornately decorated thrones, and all, all of these are which things that Jesus was saying are going to fall and be destroyed and reversed in this inbreaking future. The word kingdom instead puts the emphasis on the people who are gathered together, learning the love of God, showing that love to the world, and caring for creation around them. 
No longer does then it matter if it's a gathering in a temple, in a sanctuary, a park, a kitchen, or even room 210 down the hall. What matters is that the people gather together knowing and showing God's love. One of these many communities living into this inbreaking kingdom of God is Koinonia Farm in Georgia. Your mini language lesson for today is that koinonia means community in Greek. So the more you know. But to get back to the story, this farm was formed in 1940s by a group of families who were committed to living with justice and peace, sharing everything like the first Christian communities in the book of Acts. The founding families sometimes would say that koinonia was a demonstration plot for the kingdom or kingdom of God a place where people would live together with generosity and justice. When Koinonia was founded, they welcomed families of any race to live and work and worship together, even though that was not a popular decision in the racially segregated South. Over the years, they received numerous threats and were even attacked by white supremacists. However, through it all, the community held strong to their dedication of following the way of Jesus and welcomed all people to have fellowship around the table. Over time, the good work of Koinonia spread as members of the farm-founded organizations you've probably heard of, such as Habitat for Humanity, which builds houses for low-income people, and Jubilee Partners, which supports refugees from across the world. Friends, this is the kingdom of God that we're invited into. This is the kingdom of God that Mary was proclaiming before Jesus was even born. This is the kingdom of God that Jesus was revealing anew in our gospel text this morning. And this is the kingdom of God that we ask for every time we recite the Lord's Prayer and ask for God's kingdom, God's kingdom, to be on earth as it is in heaven. And so, in celebration of God's kingdom inbreaking here, I invite you all to stand. As we once again join with Mary in singing about this inbreaking kingdom, in testifying about this inbreaking kingdom, and by proclaiming this inbreaking kingdom of God here on earth. We join in singing our song of the day, Canticle of the Turning, verses 2 and 4. <laughs> 